Welcome to episode 16 of Mealy Stocks. As you all know, 2020 has been wild, and I thought, why not end off the year with doing a little bit of a rewind from the card shop perspective. So let's do that today in episode 16. See you in a bit. Hello, welcome to episode 16. What's up? of Mealy Stocks. I cannot believe we've made it to the end of 2020. And if you're watching this, whether it be in 2020 or 2021, Happy New Year, you made it. <laughs> I know a lot of us have had a lot of turmoil and just it's been a crazy year for so many people and so many different ways, for so many different reasons why, right? But I, uh, I've i been sitting back and watching as I've been in the shop and, and, and seeing the ups and downs of the hobby. And today's episode, we will be doing a rewind episode of 2020. So going through some things that I've noticed trend-wise uh, here in the shop, uh, in the hobby in general, and I'm just looking forward to it. Um, before we get into that, just one quick thing. If you uh, love buying cards and making deals, you have got to check out Mealy Pops Madness. This is session number 30. This will be our first of the new year in 2021. Saturday, 9 p.m., January 2nd. It's on Instagram Live only, and this is the place to come buy single cards, raw and slab. We even do memorabilia and wax. So come on out, find us, Shop Mealy Pops, as you can see on the bottom on Instagram. Come be part of that. You will have a grand time. I know even Aaron and his dad have even uh, enjoyed some Mealy Pops madness this year. So that's what's going down on Saturday. Please check that out. We will be on session 30, our 30th session. And if you've ever been a part of it, we just have fun. So that's the key. All right, so let's get into this 2020 rebound. Uh, rebound. I'm going to rebound. It's a rewind episode. Um, as you know, this is Mealy Stocks, and we are a uh, we are part of the Slab Stocks Network. My name is Jamil, and we love to talk sports cards and the hobby. So I thought I'd break it down into more like trends and things instead of going month by month and those kinds of things, but talk about some things I've, I've seen this year. And <clears throat> to start it off, of course... Um, who would have thought that when you go into a card shop, this is my handy-dandy uh, two-ply upper deck. Uh, didn't know I'd, I'd call my mask and allude it to toilet paper, but my two-ply, it's got like a second layer in here. Who would ever know that you'd walk into a card shop or a card show or Walmart or Target or a flea market or wherever you buy your cards, and if you wear glasses, your face is going to fog up. And if you uh, ever did anything with cards that you know has to do with uh, looking and, and paying attention to it and, and not having something interfere with your eyes, uh, that's not going to happen anymore because you got a back blast of uh, carbon dioxide in your face. I'm already fogging up wearing this thing. So obviously uh, 2020 has changed for uh, changed the hobby for many of us. It has created a world where I can't even wear my glasses. See, they fly off with the mask. I haven't even mastered that yet. They It's created a world where um, we have to kind of think a little bit more about how we handle product, how we ship product, how customers come into a shop, how customers can interact. A big thing for us, you know, when we first started in 2018 was we loved trading days and we loved uh, um, event days and prize case days. Unfortunately, we haven't really been able to do that in the last, um, you know, six, seven, eight months. So it's definitely changed the hobby in a, a lot of ways from a card shop perspective. The social aspect has really changed. Um, not for the good, I think. I think it's been hard, but it has allowed us to adapt and try things out, um, you know, digitally, virtually. Uh, even this, what you're watching now, Mealy Stocks, this was not something that I ever thought I'd be doing. And, you know, as I talked to Aaron, you know, he said, maybe you should get some info out there. Let's 
let's join forces and, and do some things together. And I thought it was a great idea. So COVID, obviously, number one, 2020 is the big thing that we've we've had to kind of adapt to a global pandemic. I wish we would stop saying that word just makes me it's like uh, uh, nails on a chalkboard when you hear pandemic, you know. Um, shout out to all the first responders. I'm an OT by trade. So I, I know all, all the works in the hospital and, and all those things. So many awesome people doing a lot of things. And I, I just really appreciate so many people in the healthcare field. Um, thank you. So um, as we as we kind of think about this from the hobby perspective, right? We I, I brought up three points and I'd like to kind of talk about that. And the first one is this. <laughs> and I know this kind of, it might even be a point of contention for some people, but it shouldn't be. I, I don't think it should be is that in 2020, as we look back from the beginning of this year to the end of this year, right, January to December, how many more hobbyists have, have you met, have you traded with, sold with, dealt with, bartered with, bought off of, sold to, graded with, that you did not know at the beginning of the year? I mean, we are just overrun in a way with tons of people getting into the hobby. Now, a lot of people will say to me, Jamil, it's kind of like, you know, that one band that you like underground before they got big and they made it mainstream and now everybody likes them and you know what, bump them. I don't like them at all. That's that's not the way to think about this, right? The the, the new folks that have come into the hobby have changed, um, I think, the market from really a, a longstanding point, whether it be investors, card flippers, or just people that are just getting into collecting. How about the fantasy folks or the, the, the gambling folks that, you know, didn't have sports at the beginning of the year? I mean, these are all people that are really helping the hobby grow. Um, to think of uh, celebrities, basketball players, um, musicians, artists, these kinds of individuals, uh, actors, actresses, getting into sports cards has only just opened up um, the, <laughs> the platform for what is the hobby. So um, more and more hobbyists, more and more folks that are involved in this, I love it seeing it, thinking about the beginning of the year into now and the amount of new people that are getting in, the questions that I get, the questions that our staff gets at the shop, we have a chance to educate, teach. And then also a, a thing that a lot of you don't realize is you're on the, if you've been in this for a little while and you know the game, you're on the opposite side of the spectrum. You're not on the learning side where this is all brand new and you it's kind of a scary place. You understand the hobby. You know how to make money in this time in the hobby to maybe grow your personal collections. And, and, and it's a term that I've heard used. I, I use it a lot in the beginning, but it's really the hybrid collector, right? I mean, a lot of people have some sort of PC, something they enjoy. You know, I think about uh, the guys that work here in the shop, you know, Money Bison, this guy named Brian, he loves Walt Disney. He, he buys Disney patches of, uh, of Flawless and Immaculate. He gets Walt Disney autographs. For me, I love collecting some of my old Cardinals, you know what I mean? Uh, Ozzy Smith, and I have some of these cards that I've put away. Uh, other St. Louis teams that I have, I just cards that I enjoy and I put away, memorabilia. You know, I have a weird PC of, of collecting autographed uh, sportscasters, some guys that have passed, like Stuart Scott. I, I mean, it, it's one of those things that, you know, the hobby has really, it's, it's changed um, exponentially with the quantity of people. But I believe the quality is still there. And a lot of people um, have, have come in and said, you know, it's tough, it's, it's different. Well, it has changed and things do change. I mean, that's just kind of life. And in this, this year, more so than ever, well, how, how much more should we be grasping uh, change in the hobby? So uh, there's definitely a lot more hobbyist people getting into this and some things that I've really noticed. Now, here's... Uh, another thing that I think um, as we rewind and go through the year, <clears throat> we'll start in the middle of the year with this one, that I think has really changed um, how people look at sports cards. And that's the record sales that we've seen this year. Um, and these record sales, of course, create buzz 
uh, to more and more attention to the card market. So as we kind of consider some of these record sales, I'll go over a few here. One I think that really, to me, um, made a lot of people think about sports cards as an investment uh, and really made people think, whoa, wh where are we at in this place? Is that in um, August of this year, um, we had this bad boy show up, which is the Mike Trout Super Fractor 1 of 1 Bowman Chrome Prospect. Um, see, we're always busy here. The phone's ringing. Um, Bowman Chrome Prospect card showed up. Obviously, everybody knows Vegas Dave. We all know about the story and him buying it for 800k in Taiwan or Korea or wherever it was. Um, but this card selling uh, on Golden Auctions, I think it was, for 3.96 million dollars on August 23rd. This is in the midst of a global pandemic, in the midst of a time when people were really, really worried about funds, and you would think, why would you sell this stuff? 3.96 million dollars is what this card sold for. Pretty wild to me. It created so much conversation with me in the shop, uh, getting people talking about, you know, why is a modern card that came out 11 years ago worth $3.96 million? And of course, you all know why, but um, it's just, it's, it's astounding to people and it's brought a lot of attention. Uh, this one single card, I think, because not only is the amount so stinking high, but also it's a baseball card, right? And um, baseball cards are really what have founded the hobby in a lot of ways is, you know, you think back, basketball, football, soccer, you know, Pokemon, these gaming, all that kind of stuff was not really a thing, but baseball cards were. And so to see this card sell in 2020 um, has really brought a lot of eyes and attention uh, to, to the hobby. So here's the next one that I want to talk about. This was in um, July. Let's do this one first. This was in July. This sold for $1.8 million. Again, a card that came out 17 years ago. 0304 Gem Mint uh, Exquisite. Um, the uh, uh, it's the jersey number autograph. This is the, I think they call it a gold. This is one's out of 23. And again, another card of LeBron, uh, a modern basketball player, a guy who's still in the league that sells for 1.8 million dollars. And so again, a lot of people focused on this. And this card hadn't surfaced, of course, for a long time. I know the guy who, who helped unearth this, the Puerto Rico collection, and 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 how this kind of panned out really beautiful to kind of see these cards hit the market and hit the market and really get a lot of people excited great great kind of um, unveiling you know that that happened um, shout out you know uh, to those folks who, who know they are um, this is a uh, is a really 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 cool 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 story in, in a way because the RPA the rookie patch auto of LeBron um, has been so sought after and to find a gem and to find the gold out of 23 uh, just brought so so much attention to again the LeBron James brand and basketball brand in general. Um, another thing that this card does is it, it brings eyes to the RPA, right? The rookie patch autograph, and understanding that there's a transcendent move and a shift that's happened now with rookies, the NTs we think about, the immaculates we think about, right? With rookie patch autos and how those can be kind of staples uh, in, in the market. So another massive sale uh, brought a lot of attention to it. Uh, record numbers, as you guys know. And then lastly, this one in September, kind of going along with the LeBron, but a Giannis card, not a, not as popular as LeBron James, but a Giannis Antetokounmpo um, 101 Logoman BGS 910 that sells for $1.857 million. Um, that was in uh, September, I think, September 20th. So another just wild, wild card, modern card, another player. So it's not just LeBron, right? It's another player and the card worth that much money. So Really, 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 really cool stuff. Love seeing this. Has brought so many eyes, so many different kind of conversations in the shop. 
has brought so many new people into it, whether they be investors or collectors. But again, record sales have created uh, this record um, buzz in the hobby shop, which I love as a shop owner. I love seeing people get excited about cards. And then lastly, I think what I'd like to talk about is, is a rewind that you think about in January, and I'll, and I'll kind of go through this one by one. But the, um, the idea that there has been some super fast shifts in the hobby. So speedy hobby shifts is what I've written here. And, and I want you guys to think about this for a second. If you go back and you think about January 20, beginning of this year, February 2020, the price of, let's just use NBA basketball cards, right? The price of Prism NBA basketball cards, you know, 2012 Prism cases, you know, being around uh, $15,000, $20,000, people thinking, man, that's crazy, $1,000 a box for that. We're now those 2012 Prism cases, one fifty to $200,000. 2014 World Cup Prism, first year Prism of uh, uh, soccer, the rise of that. You know, I, you know, I had opportunities to buy cases of that stuff for four and five and 10 and then 20, you know, them selling for now, I don't know, 90, 100, 110K. Um, so just thinking about the shifts and how quick it's happened um, in some of these mainline brands, specifically Prism, I'm sure you could allude that to National Treasures, Select, and some other things as well. Um, so NBA cards, soccer cards, how quickly, almost it seems like overnight, the Mbappe cards, right? The Neymar, Ronaldo, Messi cards just spiked in value. So these shifts happening so stinking quick. Uh, if you go to the NBA and you think about the bubble, how quickly a card like a bowl, bowl base card, rookie card can go up exponentially, all because we were so depraved of sports. And then he plays and looks good in a bubble game, in a practice game, and the card goes up, you know, hundreds, a hundred X's. You know what I mean? It's crazy to think that the, the shifts happen. T.J. Warren, Gary Trent Jr., Anthony Simons, you can name those players up in the bubble that just went, you know, Lillard. Think about his stuff and how it's even dropped from that uh, as we look at it back now. So these huge shifts in pricing, huge shifts in demand, um, I think are, are, are very important. Another element with the hobby shifts um, is, of course, Pokemon, right? Uh, Magic the Gathering, for the longest time as a shop owner, I had kind of always seen that as the number one gaming franchise in terms of cards, the Black Lotus, and those cards being so valuable. And that is a that is not true anymore. I'm sorry, Magic folks. You are not number one anymore. Pokemon has overtaken, and it is run with it. To think about how a, a booster box, you know, I had an opportunity to buy one. Um, actually, actually sold one for $12,000 years, in, I mean, about two and a half, three years ago. And to think that one box of that stuff could sell for $375,000, you know, a couple years later. So the shifts that have happened in Pokemon really overnight, how quickly they become so popular and people just blowing that stuff up. Um, that's been another, just blows my mind how quickly that's happened. And then lastly, you know, think about this for a second. Um, when someone would ask you in the hobby, what cards should you invest in, right? And what sports? Number one, most of you would say basketball because that was super hot even in the beginning of this year. Uh, it's just gone to another level now, right? But number two, I think people would probably tell you baseball, right? They would probably say that baseball, Bowman Chrome, and, and, and the Topps Chrome, and the Finest, and those kind of things are where the money's at. And then we wouldn't we would not throw soccer in the mix, uh, and hockey probably isn't there yet either. But I think the third one would be football. And most people would tell you, right, in 2020, beginning of 2020, only invest in quarterbacks in football. And a lot of you still use that rule, and that's fine. But here's the, here's the truth behind it. In 2020 now, you can make money on almost any player in football. Um, as long as it's a mainline brand and you have a rookie that's doing well, think about how expensive 
even some running back and wide receiver cards are this year as we look at the new rookie classes and the new money that's coming in uh, to the hobby, people buying it up. So uh, definitely seen a, a drastic change in my, in my eyes in the rise of the NFL, which I love, right? Everybody loves fantasy football. Everybody loves the NFL. Everybody loves the, the Fox robots. Everybody loves those kinds of things in football. And how quickly the NFL pricing has just gone, right? And in some ways, I mean, you can, you can comment on this too. I think it's overpassed baseball. I think some football in, in regards has really changed how we look at it. And a guy named Patrick Mahomes is really changing the hobby game and how expensive some of his cards are. You never would have th- seen these prices, even on a 2020, uh, I'm sorry, a 2000 Tom Brady. So um, Mahomes stuff, wildly, wildly popular, wildly valuable. All right, so um, those are kind of some things that, you know, just a recap, right? You know, as we've gone back in 2020, we've seen this rewind and we go back and we think about the time and how it's changed as the customers have grown, as these sales have created all these buzzes, right? All these record sales and these shifts in hobby um, in regards to, you know, how quickly things go uh, for a lot of money, just really overnight. Um, It's really been an exciting year. So thank you guys uh, for this year. Uh, Slab Stocks, Mealy Stocks, we thank you guys for, for tuning in. Uh, please subscribe to all of our channels and all the different elements we have. And we'll look to continue to bring good content in uh, 2021, which will be a fun time as well. And uh, do uh, do give us some thoughts in the comments. We love seeing what you guys think. And it gives us some, some motivation and some, and some thoughts on what other content to bring you forward. So have a good one. And if I don't see you until 2021, happy new year.